Great. It's lovely to see you all. If you smile at me nicely, that always helps and uh, gives us a good start. So um, I don't know about you, but through my life, um, I am now 50, and there's been seasons in my life where I have asked various questions, and um, they start really when you're little. Now, I know I, am, I have been little all my life. It's a bit more difficult for me. But when you're younger, should I say, when you're smaller, you probably start by asking questions or thinking about, what do I want to do or what do I want to be when I grow up? I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? And one of the things I always used to do, I think it was always, you know, I love to sing. And I used to stand in front of the mirror with my, with my hairbrush. Do you do that, Annie? Stand, stand with your hairbrush in front of the mirror and pretend that, you know, you, you're somebody really cool and happening. And, and, and you, you're just, you know, sort of dreaming about who you want to be. I remember Joshua, when he was little, he wanted to be David Beckham. It always interests me that people always want to be somebody else, you know. Nothing's changed. No. Josh wanted to be David Beckham. Chris, as he was growing up, you know, he, he was a really, really good tennis player. And his family had aspirations of him being a famous tennis player. And he sort of got me thinking of how many of us, we start off with young, so full of dreams and aspirations and things that we want in life. Do I need to swap the mic? Is this okay? It's okay. Um, We start off with so many dreams and aspirations and ideas that can suddenly change or evolve as we get a little bit older. So I just want to ask you or just think for a few minutes, what were your dreams and aspirations when you started off when you were younger, did you have those sorts of thoughts? What do I want to be when I, I, I grew up? Perhaps you were one of those people, my daughter, she was always very, very content with just to colour and, and play, you know, nicely in the corner. Not like Joshua, he always needed 20,000 things to do. Jordan was always happy just to, to sit quietly and colour and, and, and her ideal Christmas present was a colouring book and a pack of pens and a bag of sweets and that was about it, you know. So, so some of us have big aspirations, some of us have smaller aspirations, but have we gone through life sort of with those dreams and are they still in our hearts to do? One of the things I wanted to ask us tonight were, have you achieved what you were hoping for? Have you achieved what you felt was important in your life? So when I started off when I was young, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to have a a great career. And as I got into my sort of um, late teens and early 20s, that changed and I thought, well, probably I'm, I'm not going to be famous and probably I'm not going to be really, really rich. But, but it would be nice to have a good house. It would be, it would be good to, to have um, a wonderful marriage. It would be good to have children and, and have a wonderful home. And so my sort of what I was hoping for and what I was dreaming for changed. You may think, well, Julie, you know, were you a Christian at this time? I just want to let you know that at this time in my life, I wasn't a Christian. And all I was wanting for, all I was looking for, all I was wanting to be was just a a housewife and have a home and a career and have um, something that that was my aim in life. But as I got into my mid-twenties, what I had hoped for, what I had dreamed for, what I wanted to be known for, dissipated. I ended up marrying um, someone and living with him. And after 15 months, it all went 
pear-shaped. He became abusive. Um, he became unfaithful. And everything that I had been dreaming for and hoping for and thinking that this was what my life was all about and this was what I thought was important to me suddenly changed. And there, the things that had been important in my life were no longer important. So that we can face situations in life that don't go where we plan that they should go. We have disappointments that come our way and things that should have been or could have been or we thought were going to be don't happen. So I found myself in in that situation as a uh, mid-twenties. And so the questions that are the things that have been important, I want to be famous, I want to be rich, I want a career, I, I want to find love, I want to find marriage, I want, a, I want a good home, I want a nice home. Those things that had been important to me were no longer important because I became angry and bitter and disappointed with life and afraid of life and scared of life. And so instead of having excitement about my future, things changed and I had statements like, I'll never love again. I never want to get married again. You can't trust anyone. I'm just going to do it my way because I'd felt disappointed and let down. I want to ask us tonight, have we ever felt like that? Are we still living with a sense of purpose or a sense of excitement over us? Are we living for the right things? Or are we disappointed about some of the things that have been thrown our way. And the question I really, really want to ask is, tonight is, what am I known for? What are you known for? So the things that were important to me that I thought were things I wanted to be known for, I wanted to be known for being cool and and perhaps, you know, important and having a good career and having a lot of money. All of a sudden, when I went through this season of my life, just didn't seem important anymore. And I just thought, what is life all about? What, what does this all mean? And so I, I sort of found myself evaluating my life again and saying, what do I want to be known for? So I, I became a Christian. And looking at it from a different angle now, am I wanting my life to make a difference? And what does it matter? What I am known for, how important is that? There's so many people who I have heard say, if only I knew then what I know now. And as you get older, you become more and more thinking that actually some of the things that I thought were important are no longer important. So you see, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses. I thought it was important to do all those things that other people do. And then found myself, actually, this isn't really what life is all about. So what is important to us? I just want to share with you something that, to me, has ridden above everything else that has been important in my life. When I became a Christian, I don't think that what I'm going to share with you as a key to what I feel I want to be known for was when I first became a Christian important to me. I wasn't sure that this is what should be at the center of my life. Even being a Christian, I probably wanted to be known for things that I shouldn't be. But there's one thing that I feel tonight that has overridden everything that I want to be known for. 
And it's a scripture that actually Jesus talked to us about. And it's found in John chapter 13 and verses 34 and 35. And Jesus says in that scripture, John 13 and verse 34, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this will they know that you are my disciples, because you love one another. Jesus says this was the most important, one of the most important commandments I'm going to give you. That above everything else that you want to be known for, above riches, above fame, above, above having a career, above everything else in life, I want you to know that this is important, that you are known for loving one another. When I first became a Christian, I have to be honest, this wasn't, I was just struggling getting through day to day, just thinking, oh God, help me get through this day. Help me not to keep failing. Help me not to be messing up all the time. But as I've gone along more and more in my journey, some of the things that I thought were important were no longer important to me. And I find myself as I get older, getting on my knees more and more and more and saying, God, more than anything, may I love like you love. May I see people how you see them. May I have a love for other people that makes a difference in this world because that is what is important. And tonight, if you, if you are not a Christian, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am going to give you an opportunity in a little while to understand this love that I'm talking about. But just for a few minutes, I just want to talk to Christians for in these next few minutes. So what do we, I want you just to think for a minute, what do you want to be known for? If you had an epitaph, if, if, you, if somebody stood up tonight and, and described you, what would you want to be known for? The Bible tells us that if we are known for loving one another, that other people will take note of who we are. They'll know that we're Jesus' disciples. They'll know that there's something different about us because of our love for one another. So are we making a difference in our world? Guys, younger ones, when you're at school, when you're at college, would people know that you are a Christian by the way that you are, by the way that you walk, by the way that you care, by the way that you love? When I was at school, I was probably a little bit too preachy at people sometimes. I used to sort of, you know, tell them all that they needed to become a Christian and I used to probably not say it in the right way. And then I used to just get called a Bible basher and I used to not share my faith in a good way. But I just want to encourage you tonight. I'm sure that you, it's difficult in this age to shine for Jesus, to be who God wants you to be. But in your way, in your college, in your school, are you able to love as God would want you to love? Those friends, those colleagues, those um, students who are perhaps difficult, are you able to love and care for them as Jesus would want you to? In our work environments, are we living as Jesus would want us to live? 
So I was in a job for 20 years, and for at least seven or eight of those, I wasn't a Christian. So I would go out with all those guys, I'd have fun, I would do all the things that I thought life was all about back then. And, and I would, you know, sort of, you know, get, we'd have the Christmas party and I'd be the one, you know, on the dance floor, you know, thinking I was having a good time and trying to dance and doing all the things you do at that age. And then I became a Christian and some, some of the people who were my friends then sort of backed off from me a little bit because they thought I'd gone weird, you know, I'd, they saw a change in me. But as I became more and more like God would want me to be and I started to show them that I cared, that I was the one that if they had a problem they could come to, I was the one that if something was wrong, if they were going through a difficult time, they would come and ask me to pray. So it was, I was sort of probably one of the in crowd and then all of a sudden I became a little bit isolated because I'd become a Christian. It's not easy always standing for God in your work environments. But I made more of a difference in my work environment as a Christian than I did before. Because I was making a stand and I endeavoured that I would live as God would want me to live. So I didn't get involved in the gossip anymore. I didn't get involved in the, in, in the backbiting and the talking about other people anymore. Because I was determined I was going to love the people I work with. I know it's not always easy. We've all got those people that we work with, we go to school with in our neighborhoods who are very difficult. It's not easy, is it, to show that you care and that you love, love them. But the one thing I know more and more, that as I ask God to share his love and show me that I can make a difference in my, in my workplace wherever I am, Because Jesus will give me the love and the desire to help them, to love the unlovely, to love those who perhaps aren't very nice to us sometimes. Of course, it's easy for me now. I work at church, you know. (laughs) Not always easy, though. (laughs) Some of those bosses, I mean, come on. (laughs) So, in our work environments, how are we doing? Just ask ourselves, just think about it for, for a moment. Am I shining Am I loving? Am I caring? Am I known for being a person full of love? Jesus says, this is a new commandment I give you. So tonight you may feel that actually I haven't probably been living full of love. I haven't been living as God would want me to be. But God says it's a new commandment. So tonight I want to encourage you that no matter what has gone before, no matter how you have lived before, that from this moment on you can make a difference. You can make a difference and start to love and start to care and show people that you are one of God's disciples because of how you love and how you make a difference in the world. How are we doing in our homes? You know, it's sometimes easier... To show that you love others when you're not at home. You know, I can be full of sweetness and light when I'm at, at, at work and, you know, you, I'm, I'm around. But then you get home and you're tired. And the people at home can sometimes probably see the worst in you because you think, that's okay. They love me. They, they just accept me as I am. Does that make it right? Should we love more in our homes than anywhere else because... Jesus has put us with those people in our, in our lives, in our everyday. I just want to read a story to you about 
Smith Wigglesworth. Some of you may know um, Smith Wigglesworth. He was a great preacher. But before he was a preacher, he was a plumber. And he wasn't a Christian at this time, but he was married to a woman who was a godly woman, and she loved Smith very, very much. She would pray for him. She would ask God to show her God's love to him, even though he was very cruel and very horrible to her. Smith Wigglesworth's wife would go to church regularly, and Smith Wigglesworth did not want her to go to church She insisted on still going and what he would do is she would get home from church and he would lock her out of the house and she would have to sleep on the back porch. But she kept going to church and what she would do is the next morning when Smith would come down, he would open up the back door, she would go in and she would say, good morning Smithy and she would make him his breakfast. Now I am not sure... If Chris locked me out of the house, (laughs) that I would feel like walking in and getting him his breakfast. I am sure I wouldn't. Now, I'm not talking about continuing an abusive relationship. You know my story. I didn't continue to live in a relationship that was abusive. But I am talking about, for those of you who perhaps got Christian, uh, haven't got Christian partners or have got family members who don't know God, That in your homes, just keep loving them. Keep shining for Jesus. Don't nag them. Don't preach at them. Just keep showing God's love. For our children, the best way that we can show love is by being with them. Christian shared a great message last Sunday morning about time being one of the best things that we can do for our children. Just spending time with them. Chris and I made it a priority when we were younger that no matter how busy we were, that Friday nights would be our family night, that Friday nights would be our special night and we would, we would get the duvets out downstairs and we'd get the cushions on the floor and we'd buy loads of healthy stuff, you know, go to the chippy, get the sweets out, we'd have bags of sweets and chocolates and we'd get like three DVD videos, VHS back then, videos lined up and by the sort of midnight you can guarantee our fellas sleep and the kids are still climbing everywhere because they've had so many sweets. Chris couldn't get comfortable because, you know, we're all sort of lied on this little floor downstairs in our lounge. But we determined that Friday nights was going to be our family night. And we wanted to make this a special night for us to just spend time together and show that love for one another, show that we care for each other. Because if not, we just get so busy in our worlds. We get so busy with all we do. And they are the, some of the nights that we remember the most with our children. None of us got any sleep. Well, me and Chris certainly didn't. You'd get an arm across in the middle of the night or a leg or something. But we remember those nights where we just slept together on the floor and we just had so much fun. What memories, what love, what are we creating in our home environments to shine the love of Jesus? Some of these things are just very practical things just to show that we care in our homes. Before I Go to Sleep um, is a film that is out at the cinema at the moment. And for those of you tonight who perhaps aren't a Christian, who, who don't know about this love that I am talking about, this is a film that Nicole Kidman uh, stars in. And it's a film about her waking up every day and she's got amnesia. And she wakes up every day and can't remember anything about the day before. 
And I saw an interview that Nicole Kidman did a few weeks ago. And she was talking um, about um, actually her role outside of this film. That this film had brought back so many memories and thoughts to her that actually she lived a life where she was being very vulnerable to the interviewer saying that she could relate to the character because she feels so uh, low and so stressed and so depressed in so many parts of her life. And she said this one line that she felt she was looking for something that she hadn't found yet. And this is a woman who's got fame and fortune and riches and is actually beautiful. But she made this statement that she hasn't found what she's looking for. She's known for many, many things. But what is the most important thing that she is searching for that she's not known for? Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. This is what Jesus wanted us to be known for. Can I ask us a question tonight? Do we feel that we would be known for being people full of love? If that was you tonight, if, if, if you stood here and Jesus was with you, do you think he would say to you, thank you because I know you're, you're making a difference in the world. You're, you're living full of this love. We don't always get it right. We don't always live as God would want us to be, but we're trying to live full of God's love. And when we do that, when we determine to live as Jesus would want us to live and shine his love, we will make a difference in our world. People will take note. People will see something in us that is attractive. So how do we make this start? If you feel tonight that you are not living a life that is full of that love. You, you, you think, well, I'm doing okay, but I want to be more and more and more full of love. You know, for me, I just, the more I spend praying, the more I just ask God to take me and use me, the more I just keep getting down on my knees and saying, God, in this day, in this day, may I make a difference for you. In this day, may I love like you would want me to love. May I have my eyes open to the hurting people. May I have my ears open to those around me that need to know the love of God. Because Jesus said the most important thing for us to do is to be full of this love that he came to die, that he came to give us. Are we living lives that are selfish? Are we living lives that are just about me? Are we just getting through the day thinking, God, what about me? What about me? What about me? But are we living, or are we living lives that every day are surrendered and saying, God, I want my life to count today for your glory, for your kingdom. I want to make a difference where I am today. Are we living full of that love? So for me, it's a very simple thing to do. I just know that for me, I, I'm nowhere near where I should be. I, I'm sure that many of us here would say, I know I can love more. I know I can care more. I know I can listen out for other people more and not just be so focused on my world and what I'm doing. 
In my home, I know I can love more. In my workplace, I know I can make a difference more. In my college, in my school, I know there are people that I need to come alongside. And even though they're probably not very nice to me, I know that I can be there for them. Because that is what God wants us to do. So all we need to simply do is take it a day at a time. This isn't difficult. This isn't something we need to get stressed about or worried about. And if we mess up and if we have one of those days where, you know, we we curse and we moan and we get fed up, we don't want to feel angry or you don't need to feel condemned. We just brush ourselves off and we start again the next day and say, God, today, fill me full of your love. So it's just a day at a time. It's just a step at a time. It's just having that intention that today I am going to live God listening out for what you want me to do. I am going to be open to your love and I am going to live how you want me to love. So what I've done just to help us is um, we have some little cards that as you walk out on the door, um, if you would like one, it's just a prayer that I would like us to just simply pray every day. If you are not praying regularly, then just start by reading out this little prayer every day. Prayer makes a difference, guys. Just spending a few minutes, even if you feel you've got a busy world and you haven't got time to pray, just a few minutes every day. And this is all the prayer card says. Father, I thank you for your wonderful love that brings joy and peace and hope. I ask you that today you fill me full of your love. Please help me, Father, today to be more loving. Forgive me when I don't get it right. I specifically pray that you will help me to be more loving too. And there's a blank. There must be somebody in your world that you know God is asking you to reach out to, to be more loving to, to be there for And there's a blank for you to fill in on that card. So that they too will come to know you and your great love. Thank you for the way your love has changed my life. And help me to be known for being full of love. You know, the most important thing to me, forget the riches, forget the fame, forget anything else. If you remember one thing about me. I hope it's that you remember that I love, that I care, that I am trying to make a difference in my part of the world. I'm sure many of you would say that too. But if you feel like you've messed up, we're going to give opportunity in a minute to say this is a new day. This is a new commandment. God says no matter what's gone before, from this day on I can say I am going to make a difference wherever I am. And I want to fill, I want to live full of this love. So it just starts by us asking Jesus every day. It's a love that doesn't make sense. It's a love that gives and gives. It's a love that puts others first. It's a love that says, it's not about me. It's a love that wants to reach out to others. It's a love that brings joy and happiness and contentment. And it's a love that never fails. Even when we do, God's love never fails. The band are just going to come back up. And tonight, if you don't know about this love, if you are saying, you know, actually, I have wanted to 
run after things in life that probably aren't important. I've wanted to be known to be rich and famous. I've, I've wanted um, to perhaps be David Beckham or I've wanted to be somebody famous in life. But actually I'm realizing more and more that's not what life's all about. We're going to give you an opportunity in a minute to respond and say tonight, I want to know about this love. And also, as a Christian here, if you know that the life you're living, you're not really making a difference and you know that there's more and you want to love more and you want to reach out more and you want to make a difference more in your home, in your workplace, in your environment, we want to give you opportunity to, to respond and say, Jesus, as for me, I want to get on my knees. I want to pray that prayer every day. I want to be full of your love and I want to make a difference in this world. Shall we bow our heads?